0: Down
1: the end of Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh. You
0: dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And
1: Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa Mendez is here Oh shit.
0: Yeah. This is Marissa right here, This is the reason why I'm flying at all you
1: niggas.
0: <laughs> you understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Kayla Gang and die. We don't even gotta say shit. Cause Marissa explains it all. And you do know that.
1: Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Marissa Explains It All. It's me, Marissa. And it's me, Joyce.
0: And it's me, Jamal.
1: And it is. What is it? It's like a little bit after 420. I felt like I dropped the ball because a couple people tweeted me and said that they thought I was going to drop an episode on 420, which would have made a shit ton of sense, and I didn't think about that at all because I was Those so busy. snacks.
0: Head. <laughs>
1: Literally, I was so busy <laughs> planning like my own 420 and then being high during it that that never crossed my mind at all whatsoever. So sorry to everyone for dropping the ball, but I had an amazing 420. Did you guys have a good 420? Well, you really can't start it
2: off that way. You need to tell us what you did.
1: Well, I guess you. I was going to go with you guys tell me and then I was going to just piggyback off you. I didn't really do anything like worth writing home about, you know? All
2: I know is you were posting on your story all these things that you ordered on Amazon. I thought, That is
1: true. I, I did make up a whole thing. The
2: suspense has been building. I saw a picture of like... 14 joints on your dining room table. And I was like, they're
1: all gone by the way.
0: You had 35 different kinds of marshmallow. What the fuck were you making? Like you can't just (laughs) glance over what you did for 420 when you had Willy Wonka's fucking factory in your kitchen. you're like, oh yeah, well you know, I didn't really do anything, but I didn't do anything. I didn't jack shit on 420.
2: Ordering, okay. books. I got
0: up, I worked, I went back to sleep. That was my day. <laughs> you, you, you have, you went on a shopping spree. You That's planned your four twenty.
1: It, it looked like you were having a party, how much stuff you had, Marissa. Like, Yo, you know what? Now that I reflect on that, I guess it did look like that. And my table list. Okay, so here we go. So I wanted my cheat, my first cheat day in April to be 420, but I wanted it to be like a whole thing. So I made it 419 and 20. So it was like double exciting because it's like I finally get to eat bad food after three weeks, but also I get to be high as fuck. So that's hence why I just began preparing all these snacks and then also this newfound cooking thing I'm on. I'm like, oh, I can cook all these fucking snacks that I love. So that was part of it. And... Then I was thinking further, I'm like, well, if I'm going to be high and eating dope food for two days, I should like fill it with just the most joyous of activities I can think of. So I ordered an I Spy book, a Where's Waldo book. Um, I have a coloring book, so I had that. three like self-help books, The Alchemist, The Energy Codes, and Becoming Supernatural. And um, I bought, what is it? The History of the Office, the show, I bought that book. This online. is ma- mad things for a high person to do. Like yeah. So just to
0: turn around and say you didn't do shit.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I made um, Rice Krispies. The reason why you saw 80,000 marshmallows was because I used Peeps instead of marshmallows. So I had- Damn, you melted those little bunnies. I did. Well, they were they were chicks, these ones. Yeah, yeah.
0: Peeps are not bunnies, uh, you fucking animal. No, no,
1: no, they are. They have bunnies.
0: Oh, do they? I apologize. I didn't mean
1: yeah. an animal. I they <laughs> to call them um, Yeah, I melted like five different colors of Peeps, and then I also found a bag in the in Ralph's of purple and blue stars, like Frozen themed, but they taste regular. So, um, it was Elsa and the other bitch. I don't know their names. So, uh-huh. just ah, oh, thank you. Very important that I know that. So that was it. That's my four twenty. Just made a bunch of snacks and shit, and I. Oh, and then after I made the Rice Krispies, I had a cupcake cookie cutter, so I cut them into cupcake shapes, and then I dipped the top half, like the, the I don't know, frosting portion, in um, chocolate. I had white chocolate, and I also had um, milk chocolate, and then I put sprinkles on them, so they were like little Rice Krispie cupcakes. Oh. Yeah.
0: Th- that's <laughs> intense, but awesome. It is. Wow. It
1: was a dedicated two days. Um, I didn't eat. Uh, probably 15% of everything I made. I, I made, like, a whole ton of penne vodka, a whole ton of chili dip. Hella shit. I threw it all out today. It's just been sitting there. So that was a fucking waste. Um, but I did have a really great day. I also got shrooms, but I was too scared to take them. So they're still sitting here.
2: Pardon me just a second. Alexa, turn off the speakers. Okay. Nice. Sorry about that. Well, I was
1: Are you back? Yes, I'm back. Okay. So um, I don't know about the shrooms. I have them in like capsule form and they're like point 0.2 each. Okay. Uh, I feel like you could be better to tell me what to do with that.
2: Well, I don't know what it is that you're taking, but I just ordered 10 bars of shrooms, like the chocolate version, and Ooh. I am picking it up from my friend tomorrow and that's what i microdosed and had a really good time painting with so
1: if you want Mm. i can drop you off a little square i would love that um the ones i got i know there's like different kinds so i got um fuck energy no Mm, golden teacher i have no idea what that means um Mm, that's that's the type of shroom it is and i googled it and they're like Supposed to help you be introspective, which is obviously the whole point of why I want shrooms. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know. I was like reading different Reddit forums because <laughs> I sound like an old mother that's trying to do drugs.
0: Yo, how much <laughs> research goes? And just do your drugs and go. Just you your fucking drugs and go. Yo, I. Definitely- Drug use is the momentary or long-term absence of responsibility, and <laughs> hey, you just, you out here doing research. About fucking did. recreational drug use? Would you just get high and get moving, please? What kind of shit. Well, I wasn't finished with my book report yet, but I've been citing sources and nerd face ass. Like, what the fuck? Do your drugs and get the fuck going.
2: You're also not going anywhere. You're not like in a floor. right, right, You're in your house. I think I wasn't know. sure if I wanted
0: to walk to the living room or the bedroom, so I had to read up on it. First. Would you just? Make yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich so you got it at the ready, do your drugs and just sit the fuck down somewhere and imagine?
1: I mean, like, my thing is that I'm scared if I take too many I'm gonna hallucinate and think my house is on fire and, like, jump off my balcony.
0: What floor do you live on? The,
1: uh... I don't know how to describe it. We're They're, like, on, on the, the second floor. floor. You're Oh! I'm, like, in the air. You know where I live. It's, like, in Yeah, yeah. Air. but I, that's why I wanted you to
0: say it. What floor do you live on the first floor? If you were to jump from your balcony, you'd be okay.
2: <laughs> Just get high. An ankle,
0: oh. <laughs> uh, nah. Maybe you don't need to do drugs. You are way too responsible. You think about all the outs. You don't have enough reckless abandon in your system to really get it to recreational drug use like that. You what can't be experimenting with our like, new shit.
1: I don't want to do, like, drugs to, like you know, fucking rage. I want to do drugs to like meditate. You won't rage on
0: shrooms. You won't rage. Shrooms are very much, the high shrooms is very much dictated by the surroundings that you're in. If you're home in a comfortable space that you're aware of, you can set the mood, you will be glorious. You'll trip. It'll be magical. That'll be it. You're not going to go try to ride an invisible unicorn. You're not going to do a backflip off your balcony. You're not going to do any wild shit. You'll laugh a lot. Maybe you'll color. You'll probably take a nap.
2: It'll be amazing. But I'm serious about
0: that peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
2: (laughs) You should set a really good, like, you know, small intention for yourself. I know that you want to, like, go on this deep dive, but I feel like you shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself. Like, the goal should just be to have a good time and, you know, whatever happens, happens. And definitely have that snack ready and just kind of... Like Maul said, it's like about where you are and like if you love all the colors in your in your living room or whatever, you'll literally feel so good sitting in your living room, Marissa. Like I can guarantee this.
1: Okay, then I'm gonna do this tonight. I I was gonna say Google told me that like 0.2 of an of golden whatever the fuck I said I have is like a decent amount for microdosing. So I have to re Google what's a decent amount. I have like seventeen pills or something like that. Um so maybe I'm gonna take like two, four, six, eight, like one gram.
2: Why don't you just go little by little at a yeah, time? Yeah, try one,
0: see where you go and then add to it. Let let that sit in and then Yeah, you'll you'll feel it.
2: it. Once if you microdose, like that's how I did it the other day when I did like when I decided to sit and do a painting and everything. I took a yeah. little nibble. Let it sink in. I felt so fucking good. And then I took another li- nibble. And I was just like, wow. I was literally just rolling on the floor looking at all the colors and, like, mixing colors and, like, being like, this is so fun. I can feel the colors, like, in my body. And then I just took another little nibble and then I just stopped. And then I was like, all right, I think this is good. And had a nice little trip. When it was over,
1: it was just You know who nice. I'm going to hit? I'm going to hit my fellow friendly hippie. And I'm going to ask him what he thinks of how many I should take of that. Oh, I know that you guys oh, so all just oh, okay.
0: huh? So we're useless, here we are helping no, you, pouring out I just our know
1: that you guys don't do as much drugs as my friend Oops does, and so I feel like Oops can just, look, I am a very calculated person. I plan everything to the 80th degree, okay? See, that's why I feel right? like you
2: shouldn't cook. plan
1: this. The the I'm just just talking talking about the amount of drugs uh, that I'm taking. That's all I'm trying to plan here. I'm not planning (laughs) anything else. I just don't want to die. That's all. Or like have a, you know what? I don't want to have a bad trip. I don't think I'm going to die. I don't want to have a bad trip. So I'm just doing everything in my power to avoid that because I hear everyone say that bad trips are really obviously bad because they're bad. So just trying to do this safe. I feel like I'm just being responsible. That is all.
0: You are. If I may. The last mm-hmm. person you want to ask is someone who's really experienced in drug use.
1: Yeah. This is very valid. That's probably going yeah, oh. is going to
0: be so, so you should probably listen to the two recreational people who are on right. the podcast. That's our saying to you know start small. Like they with little little. as novice drug users.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the
2: advice is to start small and take, keep adding little, little bit instead of I'm going to plan that I'm going to take eight grams and then take five grams and then after that
1: 30 minutes take six more. Yeah, like, then. Look, math That's was my fun. favorite subject, okay? I like formulas. I like things. And so I like to know amounts, okay? That's
0: all. That's I all like fine. that you said math was your favorite subject. And then the second thing you said was things. Like, you couldn't get past formulas. I like formulas. I like right, but things.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> the famous mathematical things. I like those.
1: Those are all so good. Enjoy tell those. me more
0: about your favorite subject. Like, <laughs> I like things and stuff.
1: I'm clearly very well versed in it, as you can see. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> So then, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna do drugs tonight, and I will report back on next week's episode about how my drugs went. You know what? I'm gonna do some too. In solidarity,
0: okay. with you. y'all are talking <laughs> about. I <I've> never <laughs> want to do a drug again. There's way too much misinformation <laughs> that goes into drugs.
1: All right, we have so much to talk about, so I guess we can move on from my drug use. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna look at my list really quick. I, nothing. I didn't really have anything. Really exciting. I read The Alchemist. Really amazing book. Um, You guys both have read it, right? I know, Joyce, you have. I'm sure you have them all. I have. Yeah. That was good. I'm on the energy codes now, but I just started, so I have nothing to say yet. But from, like, the prologue, it sounds like it's going to be amazing. And obviously, it being a bestseller and being recommended by Big Sean, I feel like it will be amazing.
2: What did you think of The Alchemist?
1: Uh, I absolutely fucking loved it. I read it in, like, uh four hours maybe three really hours yet yeah and um but I'm like I took from it what I took from it but I don't like I don't know I that was my least favorite thing in school was telling you how, telling people how I interpreted readings because there's like no real right answer and then I always felt stupid so I'm not sharing how I interpreted it but if you guys want to feel free <laughs>
0: No, I read it some time ago. I haven't read it recently. yeah, I was to get some pussy, so ah!
1: I was trying to explain it to <laughs> my mom today because she's never read it, and I was doing such a fucking bad job because she like then she googled like an excerpt, and she's like it's like a like a story. I'm like it's a story, but it's like.
2: It's very metaphorical and it kind of, it gives you a lot of thinking points. And for me, it was a quick read, but I kind of had to read it in segments, like little spurts. Like I would, just because there was a lot to take in. Like sometimes I'd like, I have to sit there and read the same page like two more times and be like, oh, okay. Now I feel yeah. good this and I can move on. Like, it, it's a quick read, but it's, like, kind of a lot to digest. Because um, he does a
1: lot to digest. He yeah.
2: doesn't say a lot, but he says a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I, I like, um I mean, like, obviously the overall overarching theme you know, is because... follow your fucking dreams. Hello? What the hell? Um to follow your fucking dreams and it's not necessarily about the destination but it's about the journey along the way
2: right. i guess Well that you mean and
1: and the skills yeah that. exactly because all of those things is then what's supposed to like contribute to who you are and stuff so um i don't know it just kind of like reaffirmed the path that i'm on i would say for me yeah. and it was it was good and the energy codes yeah i started that today in my new quest to get sun I've decided that I will be sunbathing on my street every day until further notice, like when the beaches are open. So I have a beach chair in my trunk, but it's like a very bullshit beach chair. I've since decided I will be investing in a better one, but I went on the corner. I lathered up in sunscreen, put on my most family friendly bathing suit and walked out to the corner, spent two hours there today. The birds were chirping. The sun was shining it was like 10 a.m. till noon, so the That's pavement wasn't sun time. It, yeah, exactly. The rays were at a calm 10. Exactly, the rays are good, but like the street wasn't too hot yet, so it was like the perfect medium. Um, people walk by, but my area is like so. You live like- in a mad old white people in the neighborhood. Exactly. So, like everybody just, you know, every couple of, mm, I would say like every 15 minutes, somebody walked by with like a dog on the other side or something. But everybody was mad nice. Everyone's like, you got the right idea. And like, you know, nice. like smiling and shit. Um, so it was really nice. And then the landscapers came. So I had to move. And there is a little pocket outside of my door above the steps that you could kind of fit on. So I moved there. And it was actually very cozy. And um going to make that my new daily fucking thing because I want to do this got too. Song. Yeah, you should. You, I mean, shit, come to my block, go on the other end one day and we could just chat from up. <laughs> Honestly,
2: I, I, so there, we have like a little, little like, gr- like driveway and then mm-hmm. there's a like gravel little area with like some succulents or some shit. And I went and I took a chair and I sat out there yesterday and I like read a book at, you know, fire. Sun, at like five, four, five. So it was like the sun was kind of setting, but it felt really nice. Still and warm. warm.
1: Yeah, exactly. that's fucking
2: fire. But but I definitely do want to bring out like a lawn chair or something and like lay out in a bathing suit. The only thing is, is like there are cars, there's so many cars that drive by. And like, I just. Oh, are you guys I like
1: on like, like a main, like a mainer kind of street? Like a business not street? Not like
2: a mainer street. It's just there's a lot of people that like live like on the gotcha. street, apparently. I love so it. I don't, the- don't be, like mad, like, I don't know, like cat call. I don't, I'm just, I don't know if I want to deal with all I of mean, this. I
1: did have like a few like, um, Trucks, they stopped and they would like, you know, like say something, but no one really like bothered me.
2: Yeah, and
1: I just, I, I did, I don't know, I just enjoyed it. Just that like, sounds
2: so you know. nice, though. I haven't yeah. been going outside at all. I've been literally- me either. I kind of low key
1: realized that today, and that's why I did it because I was looking in the mirror. I'm like, my skin looks so pale. I look sick. <laughs> oh. And- dang it. I saw, <laughs> and I saw the forecast it was all nineties and shit. Mom, is your building like policing the pool area? Yeah, our pool
0: is shut down, so, we don't have so to y'all can't even like
1: outside. go in. No, nah. You can't
2: sit out there.
0: What'd you say? You
2: can't sit by the pool or lay out by the pool.
0: Uh, no, no, we can't. The area is closed off completely. Uh, so what about like
1: those? What about, like, the pretty, like, common areas that you guys have? Are those
0: closed, too, or so, no? Yep, all the amenities are shut down. So I have wow. my balcony, and I have my courtyard, uh, but that's in kind of a shaded area.
2: So. Yo, your Cribs episode was so funny, your little quarantine crib tour.
0: Oh, I got to show the people how I'm living. I appreciate you watching. Thank you. <laughs> that shit was fucking good, dog. <laughs> I wish mean, you
2: could, like... the only one I would want to watch. <laughs>
1: I wish you could get paid like a bazillion dollars to. I don't even know. Like, I feel like you could just do anything funny. You are so fucking funny. <laughs>
0: I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm trying <laughs> to use this time to lean into more of that. So yeah,
1: uh, I I really letting, like. I feel like
0: letting the stupidity it's just something run wild on page. Say that again. It's boredom. It's a lot of boredom. Just letting the boredom run wild on my IG page.
1: One more time. Sorry.
0: Wait. What? Are you not hearing me? Is this? I up?
1: heard you, but it was like.
0: Was I just it muffled? Didn't... Was it your yeah, heart heart ears just Uh I said Still I'm doing? just letting the boredom run wild on my IG page.
1: Oh, got you. Uh-huh. That's
0: all. Just you know, I just feel like TikTok, there's so much there. Bad about myself immediately. What
1: it's did awesome. you say? Oh my awesome. God. Why is this? This is so annoying. Sorry. Go ahead. Downloading
0: TikTok and immediately feeling bad about myself.
1: Oh, I, I gave up on TikTok and Triller. The editing on TikTok is so difficult. I don't understand.
0: Stop trying to do the difficult shit.
1: I don't want to do any of it. Like the dancing is annoying. But I feel like once I found out how I can, not found out, but once I dreamt up like just making my own little movie clips myself, like I kind of abandoned it.
0: Put the trailers on TikTok.
1: Mm, That's smart. I like that. I like that a lot. I uh, I just got my next um, prop. I'm doing hook next, so Ooh. I got my next. Uh, my that would explain my, the fairy wings. That is the there we go. Was what I was trying to think of the fairy wings. Yeah, so I just have to find time in my extremely busy schedule of <laughs> of nothing. Well, I mean, you have rice crispy think. treats, so that's taking do, up time. Yeah, that definitely is taking up tons of time, like 14 minutes. So
0: <laughs> you should script. You should script something, and then do the shrooms and record it.
1: Like write my own script,
0: or or another, or just do another scene. But you should do a shroom scene.
1: Oh, like like film it on shrooms. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how good that will go.
0: That's, <laughs> that's the joy of it. That's the joy of it. What's <sighs> that happens is a piece of content that you put on your Patreon. Okay.
1: okay. But yeah,
0: film, film a scene that you record that you do on shrooms either it's okay. going to be amazing or it's going to be amazingly hilarious. Wow. I mean, you will have done I'm going to see and what the fuck I do on
1: Shrooms tonight. I'm going to just, I'm going to leave all options on the table today and get high and see what the fuck happens. I mean, technically I could do I could do it all because I have all my props. So if I really wanted to film tonight, I guess I could. <laughs> and I have my, my, my um. Tara. I have my
0: <laughs> I'll be on to listen for your excuse <laughs> yeah this yeah. turns
1: out i guess that could be ready oh also i'm looking at my thing um i bought not i bought um i fucked with the butt plug and so i wanted to just recommend that to everyone <laughs> so very quick subject change but i was looking at my list and i figured that was important to say right at this exact moment um my my consensus of that i guess or my review is you can take dick to the deepest deepest depths depths the deepest depths of your fucking vagina like you can get that dick bitch that shit can go in so far that's just like in your throat like all the way through your stomach up your esophagus into like your mouth (laughs) that's how far you could take dick when you have a butt plug in so um wait what it like (laughs) up even more yeah, I don't know um, how or what the science there is, or if that was just a personal experience. And he's a super <laughs> humongous lung dick, so it's like definitely like we were getting in there, and like <laughs> I could take it. I could take it pretty good, like not with a bud plug, but there was like not as an ounce of pushback, and he was like, he was, he was stroking like intensely. This so.
2: was so fun, Marissa.
1: It was a really good time.
2: It was. It was, fun. It was like we five We define fun very differently. Okay, question. Huh?
1: Then. Yeah,
2: was this before, or after you made chili?
1: Oh, I
0: would. Oh, fuck you are that's
1: disgusting. I never 20. That. That's
0: funny. That's <laughs> funny as shit.
1: That sounds like a bar- oh. no. I I, pre- I didn't even. I barely ate that day at all. Actually, I, I feel like
2: I would prepared. be so terrified to eat. But the problem well, is, there's really a the point that I I never go a day without eating, so I would never be able to do this.
1: Well, no, I mean, like, this time, we didn't take the butt plug out for this session. This was just, like, because we're trying to get ready to, like, do anal. Yeah. So this was just, like, just kind of getting it ready. So the, the plug was just there. It never came out. So it almost didn't matter. It wasn't like you're going to fucking shit while you're fucking. Ew. Um, why not? Why would you? Like, there's no. I don't know, because there's something in your butt. Yeah. I'm it's plugged of- up. It's plugged up. That's the whole point of a plug. <laughs> it's it's like when you stuff something up, you know, it doesn't leak anymore or whatever. Like a a hole. So it's like a butt. This is totally a butt. conversation I did
0: not imagine I'd be having. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never, I that never thought that this old would old be
1: old. Club, but...
0: So have Jamal, you what you do today?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mall, have you ever fucked a girl with a butt plug in?
0: When she had a butt plug-in. Right? Yes, I not never you. One in my, oh, God. You got to watch yeah. how you phrase things, sister. Uh, yes, I
1: have. Uh, true. Okay. And did you have that same experience? Did you feel like she was able to take it deeper, or was that just a personal
0: experience? <laughs> uh, my dick's not a foot long, so. Okay. Uh, but yes, no, it does. It it ref, Well, from what she told me, it refocuses the part of the sensation. So she. Uh diverting okay. the attention from That's
1: dope I need to get one
0: primary source.
1: yeah Joyce I think you should get one Um, so they like they come in sizes I got a medium size I, I was told I should have started small but since I've done anal before it's just been a while I figured I would just go with the medium Ooh. and I didn't have when I put it in I put it in like on my own time without him here because I didn't know how it was going to go and I used baby oil and um, went right in <laughs> and then, do I you, sit you just put on
0: something and then sneak up on it and sit down on top of it? Like, how do you? Do you? Like, um,
1: no, I just like, it I was, like I was like laying in bed and I just like, you know, eased it in.
0: Take a deep breath and.
1: Yeah, kind of, and the same way to get it out because I was like, I had to Google like how do you get it out? Do you just pull or like? You Google
0: everything, don't you, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be. Stupid. I don't want to like rip my asshole
0: out. <laughs> Your <know>? oh, <laughs> search history. Your oh, my search history back. is not yeah. that. Your shit is, nuts. shit is gonna come back filth.
1: It goes from and it's like ridiculous too because it goes from like how to pull out a butt plug to like how to cut a lemon because I don't know how to do anything. Bro, that is mad funny. <laughs> <laughs> I literally today had to Google how to cut a lemon and how to. It wasn't clean asparagus. It was like something, the word, whatever it is, is to like cut it somehow. And I had to Google that too because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like I, I, I didn't realize how much shit I don't know. Like it sounds so basic, but then I'm like.
0: Were you cutting the lemon for wedges or for juicing?
1: Uh, for No, it, for slices. My issue was I couldn't cut a whole slice. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong But my stupid ass was cutting with a huge butcher knife and not like a not huge knife. And that's why. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, <laughs> through cuts. One fell swoop. You go forward, bring it back through.
1: Yeah, after oh, like eight you. tries, I got it. <laughs> oh, that could be a help. <laughs> um, and like, um, then, what were we just talking about?
0: Butt plugs. Wow. How to get lemon slices.
1: <laughs> Random <laughs> health history. Yeah, what the else? usual. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So, um. That's the consensus on that. Marissa just explained it all on butt plugs, Mm -hmm. I guess. (laughs) Um, And I feel like I'm ready now. I had that bitch in for way longer than you're supposed to. Google also said you're technically only supposed to keep it in for two to three hours. But the person that wrote the post also noted that um, uh, no doctor is going to really recommend keeping anything in you for hours and hours, but technically you still can. So I kept that bitch in for like mad hours. And, uh, how long?
0: Uh, how long did you have? How long did you plug yourself up, Marissa? I
1: put it in at like nine, nine thirty p.m. P.m. Yeah, and he came, and I didn't even bring it up. I forgot, but then I didn't forget until like
0: you forgot you had a butt plug in
1: you. Right. I mean. Cause <laughs> We were like, I, he was, I was reading, he was fucking like doing work on a like laptop at the table. And then I remembered and I realized I had been like shifting as I was sitting because it was kind of like starting to get uncomfortable and I didn't, it was like subconscious. And then I was like, oh my God, I have the fucking butt plug in. And he was like, you have it in right now? And I was like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Set it and <laughs> forget it.
1: Just and and like a tripod. Had he then he had to finish he had to finish what he was working on it w- it was some music shit so he finished I fell asleep and so he woke me up at like five a.m. and we went at it so I had it in from nine thirty p.m. until like six a.m.
0: You had you fell asleep with it in?
1: I fell asleep with the butt plug in it does the the butt the the part in your butt is actually it doesn't it didn't hurt at all it felt great the only part that was making me uncomfortable and the reason I had to keep shifting is the one I bought has a um. A gem on the end or whatever it's (laughs) like
0: of Of course only you
1: only you it's like a it's like you know a troll like the belly buttons but for your butt i guess (laughs) and so that round part it's like it's like it's a circle between your cheeks so the you know the edges of the circle were like bothering my cheeks basically so yeah but other than that i feel like i could have went all day with that cool <laughs> i really have nothing to follow that up with i mean you could have you could have easily um segued into your sexual shit you have here what is my sexual shit things we assume men know but i guess they don't um
0: like the fact that you can keep a butt plug in your ass for 10 hours
1: see, oh. that's a thing okay you don't have the you don't have the sheet up I do. I have the sheet up. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think well, you
0: do. I don't think you do, Joyce. No. Because
1: you you changed something. That's why it, you it, you took it off. It no longer says it anywhere. Oh, it was what you something about your what your boyfriend thought, and then yes, yes, I'm about
2: happened. to tell you. I'm about to tell you. Okay. Okay. So we got into our first little disagreement.
1: Ooh, why? It
2: wasn't really a disagreement. We were just talking, and it got into a very heated conversation. And I guess I had just assumed that. I don't know I just kind of like about periods or certain things like I just assume that you would know and I guess some people don't know but we got into this funny conversation about women having sex like when they're pregnant and I was like you like you do know that that happens right like <laughs> and I feel like there were just minds
1: being blown
2: uh more but, than
1: just one person that you were speaking to
2: yes it was a group of four oh. of us
1: Two and th- Two men? Yes. And both men did not know that you can fuck while you're pregnant.
2: They both were just like, they were just, they were like, well, we've just never really talked about it. Like, I, I just assumed that, I don't know what I assumed. And I was like. Did they never see Knocked Up? There's like a whole thing about it. No, they haven't. Classic film. <laughs> they have <laughs>
1: Wow. And
2: so it was just like, it was, I was just like, what do you mean? It's not like one day you just pee on a stick and you're like, all right, we can't fuck anymore.
1: <laughs> really? Well, I I just the only th- time you can't fuck oh. is like after the baby comes out and right. you're like bleeding your and shit. Your butthole is like torn open. You're like a gaping hole down there. Yeah. From- wouldn't do good for anyone to do. But so,
2: anyways, it just got us into like, like me just being opening up about like so many more things. Like I've been on my period this week, and I'm just like, did you know that women have to go through this and 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 this, and we have to do this and this? Because I woke up one morning and I don't know what was wrong with me. I just woke up and I was crying, and I was like, Doordash fucking hates me because we we had this fiasco the night before. Like, dude. I tried to order food and like the the address was wrong so the person never found us and then they had to place a new order and then when the order did come it was all the food was wrong and I didn't know that I was on my period yet or that I was about to start my period so like for some reason I was like mad emotional about this entire thing I woke up upset about it yeah, and I I went on this long rant about like how like those DoorDash hates you and I was crying and then it just turns out that I was on my period so then I had to
1: explain. I fucking like, hate but love when that shit happens when I'm being like overly sensitive and I just don't understand and then you have your period and you're like oh yeah then I was
2: like oh it all comes <laughs> together I was like no I was really about to take home the award for like the most dramatic person on the fucking planet I was like Word. losing my mind and I was like hangry on top of that. So it was like I was hangry and upset and like didn't know what was going on. I was, I was a fit of tears, but then it just got me talking about like periods and stuff. And uh, I was, talking, I need to
1: know about how, yes, 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 when you one time thought you had a tampon. This is this is from the, the sheet that we use. Joyce wrote, and I quote, that one time I thought I had a tampon stuck in my vagina, but was actually pulling out my cervix smiley face.
0: What, like what? yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They're talking about periods, and I'm like, yeah, so oh, I was really cute, by the way. Uh, he was like, I'm going to download a period tracker app, and I'm like, why? He's like, so I can get you chocolate when I know that you're on your period. I'm like, that's cute. Um, Very sweet. But, okay, so I was talking about how, you know, you have to be really mindful about your tampon because you can't keep a tampon in your vagina for too long because then you can get toxic shock syndrome and terrible things happen I was going to say the
1: same thing, Maul. That
2: (laughs) happened, And I was like, terrible things happen if you leave it in for too long, so you have to be really mindful. But sometimes you might not remember that you have a tampon in and then put in another tampon. Like, it's not really uncommon. Not that I've done it before,
1: but... You know. How the tampon is like, like there, like there I d- in your vagina. I never don't feel my tampon. Oh, I, I do. mean, I know you. I mean, like, like mine's ju- not distracting, but I feel it there. I mean.
2: I don't always feel it, and I don't know. I guess it might happen, like, if it's, like, in the middle of the night or used. I don't know. It happens. I was like, sometimes you can get two tampons up in there, and, like, people – or some people forget that they have a tampon and literally have to go to the fucking hospital because they're like, there's a weird smell down there. And actually, there's a story – Yeah, Leah from Improper Etiquette, Leah McSweeney, she talks about how she got a fucking tampon stuck up in there for, like, weeks and she didn't know about it. Oh, that's glorious. So I'm... That had to smell like death. Yes, and so I'm explaining this. And then I talked about how one time I was convinced that I had a tampon stuck in my vagina that I had forgotten about. And I was like, oh, my God, there most definitely is one, like, blah, 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 blah. So I'm sitting in my bathroom, like, looking around in there, like, sticking my fingers up, reading so many Google things. And I was positive that I had felt it. And that, you know, because a tampons made out of cotton, there was like a little cotton fluffy thing that I was touching and I was reaching oh around it, but I couldn't feel the string. I was like, oh my um, God, the string is broken, blah, 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 blah. So then I had actually scheduled a doctor's appointment, went to the doctor, had her look up in there. She's like, Joyce, there absolutely isn't anything. And I was like, no, but I felt it. I was touching it. Like I was, I had my fingers around it. I was squeezing it. Like I was, bleh, she, bleh, you know, bleh. it was just your cervix. Oh
1: my God. And it was falling Sorry. out,
2: or it was just. No, like I just had reached so far back because I thought that it was all the way up there that I reached all the way to my cervix. Mm. How
1: were you, like, all the way? You have, like, this tiniest hands and fingers. I do. <laughs> I do. This is
2: true.
0: I'm also a little bit worried about your cervix feeling like soft cotton.
1: I, maybe it's supposed
0: to.
2: It's supposed to be is. like fleshy. Like it felt kind of fleshy. Felt like oh, okay. how wet tampon might and I get. Yeah,
1: if you think. Yeah, if you could assume what wet cotton would feel like.
0: Right, yeah. What soaked cotton would. Yeah, valid. No, uh.
1: Damn that! Only, I've never. I don't really. I'm not a big tampon user. The like, I may do it on my last day of my period if I'm like going somewhere, but otherwise, I'm. I've just always been a pad person, um, so I've never. Go. Never had that. The only thing that it reminded me of, and I've told this story before, but 2017, 4th of July, summer, when, um, 4th of July, summer, 4th of July, when I fucked so-and-so and the condom got stuck up in me and then he stuck his fingers in me trying to get it out and I felt like I was being operated on by a famous person and it was just very funny to watch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good girl going pad.
1: Oh, oh, my God. Mo, there has to be, like, a side gig, like, literally just for fun income that you could just write stupid shit like that. A ahead. meme page, perhaps? His Twitter? Yeah, that feels like too much work. That sounds like too much
0: yeah, work. I feel like, like there's, like, a secondary, like-, like,
1: bullshit job that Mo can have where, like, a company sends him, like, three or four fucking stupid pictures a day, and Maul just comes up with, like, a hilarious pun for each one. It's so, like... Why can't I just send
2: Maul four funny pictures a day? <laughs> did
0: you horribly, post- Joyce, because you pay, hor- <laughs> because how- you pay horribly, Joyce.
1: And then post on an Instagram page.
0: Because that's... You pay horribly, Joyce.
1: What did you fun. say about the pad thing? I feel like we should call that episode. Good girl gone pad. Okay, I'm gonna write this down. I'm good girl gone. Um, you are amazing
0: man! I swear. I, just- I did not count on being totally weirded out tonight, but here we are.
1: <laughs> well, we'll do a hard pivot. I'll answer Joyce's question of how my friendship with David Allen Greer began. I have no idea. He just randomly followed me on Twitter one day, and I followed him back. because. I think
0: comments on everything that you do. Like- Yo, no, <laughs> was- he
1: does. Like, it's so bizarre. And, like, he's never DM'd me. He's never been creepy. Um... One time he like retweeted like work of mine. I don't remember what the fuck it was, but I remember being so honored that I DM'd him and I was like, "Yo, thank you so." This is pre quarantine because I said I remember saying like, "Thank you so much." Like the next time you have a live show, please let me know. I would love to support it. He was like, "For sure, I'll d- like definitely let you know." Blah blah blah. And obviously, then the quarantine happened like a week or so later. But yeah, I don't know. It's just a fucking buddy, and I love him. And he doesn't follow because like I also checked like if he follows like a million people, you know, how some celebrity accounts have that, and so you're you're follow back means nothing but no he doesn't follow that many people i'm actually gonna look that up right now david allen gear and then also yesterday this famous ass fucking um uh guy director person followed me i have to find it um uh david eyer ayer eyer ayer?
2: Yeah, well, that that's is. because that's because Prime works with him.
1: Yes, and I was so glad. Like he only follows four hundred and fifty-seven people, and, <laughs> I, and he deal. has four hundred. Yeah, he has four hundred forty-four k. He worked on like help. Do you know who that is, Maul? or no, David?
0: No, I'm not familiar. I, I've okay. heard them. I'm not familiar.
1: With them. I'm gonna uh, tell you one second. I he's
2: a film director.
1: Him. Yeah, uh, a major director, and he's responsible for training. He he wrote Training Day co-wrote the fast and the furious and directed harsh time street kings end of watch sabotage fury suicide squad and bright and this motherfucker just followed me and only follows 456 other people and he followed you
0: as you've been producing your own clips
1: exactly vision things coming together i feel like
0: now you have to do an entry into shroom cinema
1: Oh my God, I love the name of it also. Oh, David Allen Greer follows 1,900 people and he has 123,000 people. So,
2: yeah. Wait, they this my is pals. my perfect segue into Prime and the LA original yes! documentary.
1: Bam! Yo, Prime is like the world's most interesting human being. Okay, wait, Every- let's give a little
2: backstory on who Prime is a little bit
1: okay Okay, you do it and i don't remember how i met prime at all i oh i do now i do all right so you go and then i guess i'll go
2: okay so i hope prime is listening because i love prime shout out prime but we've known i don't know i've known prime for three years now and he is the person that does the sound when we're in the studio regularly he does like the soundboard and all the you know you know, please push the buttons. And makes the, can you make one of the sounds that he does? Um, <laughs> How about no? <laughs> wow, that's one of
1: those sounds he does. <laughs> All right.
2: Um, and he has been tweeting a lot in the past during Oh, wait, quarantine. that was a horrible
1: background. Hold on, wait. Well, I mean, it was the accurate background. So, Prime does our sound.
0: So that they can add a sound here.
1: Um we did once and then we forgot again so we're going to try that again. Well, not today because we want to drop tomorrow, but oh, okay. sorry moving forward. moving forward, let's do that shit. Um Prime yes. puts all the effects in. Yes, and he also does our camera stuff when we are all together. Yeah. And I met him in 2017 I first moved here. He shot me an email and just told me he's been a listener for a while, even you know, even going back to Joe Budden's show and um just that he wanted to work with me in some capacity, so uh, and that he's a you know director, film producer, whatever you want to call like what, camera person, videographer, damn, I don't know, um, all those things, and that he has ideas for shows and stuff. So he took me out to um, eat uh, just somewhere, but in Encino, by where I was living at the time, and we linked up and we we um, kicked around some ideas and shit like that. And I really just liked his energy. I just thought he was just a young, hungry, dope motherfucker but i didn't learn too much about him other than that he has a wife you know like that's literally all i knew in that convo because he was like yeah my wife and i listen to your show blah blah, blah. i'm like oh dope and then an opportunity came up with too short about a couple probably a month later and so i invited him to that opportunity and so that was kind of cool but then um prime lost somebody close to him i think I think that's what... Yeah, damn, I forgot about that shit. But I barely knew him at the time. So I just kind of like, you know, I text him. I'm like, I'm really sorry about that. Like, we'll just reconvene. And then we never did. And then the podcast opportunity came up with Dash. And so probably like a month or two later, I hit him up. And I'm like, hey, you know, I hope all is well. Like, would love to have you come back on. And he came on and we've been rocking ever since. That's three years now. But we just... Because it's just the show, and like he obviously has a whole family and stuff. Like I learned later, he has kids, everything. We never see him outside of the podcast, and when we're here, it's Joyce and I talking about Joyce and I. So even though I've known Prime for three years, I he's also don't- mad <laughs>
2: mysterious. Like we have yeah. a group chat. We have a group chat that he talks in like once ever, Barely. like. Week. 17 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> and it's, like,
1: okay. Or, like, right. dope. Or, like, are we meeting up today? Like, it's, you know? And, like, he's fired because he's always, like, the first one, like, ready to go, get shit done, turns it around. And, like, but, yeah, he just does, He doesn't talk much. He just does. You know what I mean? Which is fire also. But, yeah. So I always so- pick up... There you go.
2: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I always just pick up like little tidbits. Like I know, I know that Prime is like an OG LA dude because he that I, that I know. feel like that he reps LA really hard. And like that's why like I clicked with him. Like I was like, oh I like you too. Like we're both from, you know. And uh so <laughs> we like during quarantine, he literally tweeted eight tweets. And those eight tweets, I learned more about him than in the three years that we've been doing the show. <laughs> it was like a, they all had to do um, w- about like living in LA and like growing up here and whatever. And uh, the documentary LA Originals just came out. Have either of you guys seen it yet?
1: So good. I have not. So it was
2: good. so fucking good. And um, yeah, oh that
1: well, looking forward to watching. Where is that on?
2: Netflix? It's on Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, and shout out our girl Melissa. Um, Because I didn't know that she had worked for Mr. Cartoon. And that all of her tattoos have been done by him.
1: Yeah. Isn't that fire? That's,
2: That's like crazy. the dopest, craziest thing ever. Like she just I just found that out brought it out to me. And I was like, whoa. Like he's a fucking legend. Like
0: I'm just finding it out right now.
1: Yeah. I just found out like <laughs> a week ago. Whenever she posted it on her story. So yeah. Not. I'm right with you guys. Um damn, I'm really looking forward to that. I honestly, I really love LA and LA culture and everything about like I'm now I'm really excited. Maybe I'll watch it. I that think one my time. favorite
2: thing about the documentary too was just knowing like they were so on top of documenting everything that happened and like having all of the original photographs and having like all of the footage of All crazy celebrities getting tattoos done and, you know, just the influence that they had on music and culture and, like, having the shots of Eminem that they do or, you know, people getting their first tattoos and, like, celebrities that would go on to blow up. But, like, in the beginning, they were just, like, little, you know, just coming onto the scene. And the fact that they have all of that history preserved is fucking so sick.
1: Super sick. Wow. I'm really looking. Is it one one episode? Like, one long thing?
0: It's just a yeah. movie. Uh, it's a documentary.
2: And it's Esteban Oriol and Mr. Cartoon. And it's just like their story uh, and about, you know, the influence that they've had on the city.
1: Fire. We got to have Prime as a guest one day, bro.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And I love he's been sharing a lot of, um, you know, kind of pictures that he's taken of some very influential and like iconic L.A. people. So like one is like the face of L.A. and he's this one dude that has like mad tattoos all over his entire face. And so Prime's been posting like pictures of him that he's taken and he was also in the movie. And I don't know. Prime's dope. Shout
1: out Prime. Yeah, for real. So Prime's in what movie? What?
2: No, no, not Prime. He's been taking pictures of, uh, or he has like pictures that he has taken of people who have been, oh. who were in the documentary.
1: Got you. I was like, wait, what? Just because he movie? knows all of these legends. The more you
0: think you know about him, the more you have to find out.
1: Seriously, God, I am. Hello, America. Three of the world's most iconic drag queens, Bob the Drag Queen, Eureka O'Hara, and Shangela Laquifa-Wadley, are serving change across the country. In HBO's new real-life series, We're Here, the queens travel to small American towns, taking on local drag daughters who will learn to express themselves through the art of drag. In each episode, Bob, Eureka, and Shangela help people discover more about their identity, as well as how to support their local LGBTQ plus community All the work, tears, and glitter lead to an epic one-night-only drag show in their communities where the queens slay and serve on stage alongside their drag daughters. We're Here is Out Here serving looks and love. Get ready for the series premiere tonight, Thursday, April 23rd at 9 p.m. Eastern. And episodes will also be streaming soon on HBO Max. Um... Well, speaking of that, then, other you did you added on the documentary other new shows and stuff to recommend. I have watched Black as Fuck. Have you guys watched? I did. Thoughts? I have not. You sound, you sound eh.
0: Because uh, I am eh. Um, really? I think, yeah. Uh, there were entertaining moments. Um, okay. I, I wasn't fully sold. I think he was – I actually watched it twice. I watched – Once and was a bit taken aback by how much of how much it felt like he was attempting to make his version of Curb versus Ah. just what his you know like what his show would be. Like I did, I saw the moments of brilliance, saw the moments of humor, but it felt like like too many things just felt detached or too done for screen. Like the way that they spoke to the kids and the the kids like so much of it just didn't feel. It felt too forced, um, so it was hard to get into. And then I watched it a second time, trying to just strip everything away that I was expecting, because I was expecting it as the you know as another brilliant turn from the creator of Blackish, and I, I had to take it out of the Blackish lens and just appreciate it as a new show. Uh, and it still fell short for me. There were moments like episode five. Where they're having the discussion, like I thought, that there were poignant moments, like the discussion around um, us being honest with our work. I thought was a powerful and, yes. and worthwhile discussion. I also thought it was handled well, and it was funny as fuck, especially with like Lena Waithe raising her hand to take the bullet. She's like, you know, I'll do it, and then immediately turns and right. becomes. <laughs> She's like, I a love it,
1: <laughs> yeah, which is fucking
0: hilarious because that's uh-huh. always how the shit goes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just felt, too much of it felt too forced and didn't feel like it was, it didn't feel true to form.
1: That's so interesting. I'm, I really enjoy hearing your perspective because I look at you, I, like you're one of the most intelligent people that I know. So I didn't know if it was a matter of like smart humor that some people didn't get because I've seen such mixed reviews on it.
0: There was um, smart humor there. Like there, there was, it was kind of, Two parts. It was the smart humor, but then there was also like the very baseline. Like when they when he was doing the review and he's or when he was like trying to figure out who was gonna do the panel and he's like that movie is too lowbrow. It felt like a lot of the show was purposely lowbrow. Gotcha. But like there were also really elevated and funny moments, like
1: yeah.
0: you know, it was it, it was there was a lot of polarity to it, but by and large I did not I I couldn't go for it as a series. Like, I don't think that I would go back to revisit it.
1: Wow. I, it's, it's crazy. I I truly enjoyed it. I felt like the social commentary aspect of it was so on point, Mm -hmm. um, which, which made it really enjoyable for me. I thought it was hilarious. The scary thing was like super scary. Um, The first time I, so to, to preface it too, and this doesn't actually go with my scary or not scary, but I am not familiar. I, I was not familiar with any of Kenya Barris' work. I've never watched Blackish, Mixed-ish, grown at all. So I had no expectations. So that could also be a part of it. And I had not heard about Black as Fuck until like it dropped. So there was also no expectation leading up to it. Um, and then, then I just watched it because everybody was raving about it. And so I went into it completely blind. And so that could definitely have contributed to why I enjoyed it so much. Um, and I didn't even catch the curb breath, the curb, obvious, um, elements of it until someone else said it. And then I went back and watched it a second time and I'm like, Oh my God. But I say that to say, so the first time I watched it, thought it was hilarious, amazing, enjoyed it, relatable in the sense of like industry moments that we all, that we as fellow industry people have experienced. Um, but As I was watching it, I was like, wow, is this what I have to look forward to? Maybe, like, I don't want to get married and have kids because this is, like, this is life. And the reason why I thought it was complete reality and not, like, oh, Kenya's, like, an asshole and trying to be, like, extra asshole for the show is because, like, essentially that is my household growing up. (laughs) We talk to each other like that. We, um my dad was an asshole like that self-centered like literally like every like thing like that whole vacation trip like my dad to a t like to the next level t and just the, the shit that him and rashida jones spoke like i don't know it was it just literally was my household and so like i thought that was actual normal life and literally after watching it the first time even though i thought it was amazing and i couldn't wait for another season i was really like thinking about how I don't think I'm ever going to get married. <laughs> like That's literally how far it took me until I read a review talking about like how he's such an asshole on the show. And I was like, Oh, that's not normal. Understood. Got it. And then, yeah. So that was actually a scary, a scary sobering reality for me that I think such toxic shit is normal, I guess. Yeah. Cause he's not yeah, a it's... nice guy in that show at all.
0: <laughs> no, he, he's a, uh... I mean, in his heart's in the right place, right? But I think right, it's like... that was
1: the thing. It
0: kind of played up that aspect of him being a contrarian asshole. Yeah, where like he has to, there has to be this other side. You can't be successful and faithful and black without having this. Like, like you're entitled to the street. Like, you don't have to right. be perfect. And I think they he just overplayed that hand a bit. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. The development of that character, so it didn't feel. I don't know it, it just something didn't sit right and then the, the the biracial stuff like the or the not even the biracial but the the kind of utter disdain for white people which you know works in but it felt forced out of like every episode being about slavery oh, like okay well just... it
1: appeared to me that like i don't know if it was accurate because again i don't i'm i don't follow kenya i have not been familiar with him prior to this in a large capacity. Um, but when they showed the tweets, I don't know if they were like fake for the show, but is, were, is that actually how he talks? Like, is he very much about that? Like, i And like, I'm not okay. Cause yeah, they showed that like, you know, he tweeted one time, Kanye had a point about slavery, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I didn't know if, if that necessarily is kind of just how he always is like talks like that. And then they just kind of played it out a little bit harder for the show, but um, I don't know how much of that is really him or just Hollywood stuff, but I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. There was moments that is like, I don't know. I, again, I think it was just the social commentary and like shit, like how they made like the, the one daughter just basically just be rich living off her parents' money and like buying wigs and shit. I don't know. I just thought that was funny because there's so many fucking bitches like that on Instagram these days, what? like little tiny yeah. things like that.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it wasn't without its moments. I just, just by and large, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't sold and I want it to be, Um, I really want it to be,
1: yeah, I, I literally watched it twice and not even to like understand it again, but it was just all so funny on the first round that I just wanted to laugh again at all the jokes. So I don't know. Is it a show or a movie? It's a show. It's eight, uh, eight episodes, small, right?
0: Uh, eight. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys both
1: watched it twice? Yeah, it's like 45 minutes. Yeah. And
0: also, we're home doing jack shit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I guess so.
0: Background. Like, it's not, you know, I didn't have a big trip I had to prepare for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could delay my journey to the bedroom from the living room and my detour to the bathroom long enough to watch an additional episode. Um, <laughs>
2: I can visualize this all in my head since you gave us the tour of your crib.
0: Right? Right? See the magic. Right? Yes, can you, yes. You can... I
2: can picture it all. Thank you for painting
0: That's that why out. I did it, actually. Nice. That's what I wanted the takeaway to be.
1: Literally. And that's what we <laughs> took away from it. That's that. And that's it. Um Dave is also good as well. I you have that on the the doc. Oh yeah,
0: Dave is Dave is That the shit TV. is
2: hilarious. I cannot as stop well. laughing. It's the little Dicky show that's very much I think based on his own life. Like he's talked about like how he, Lee, in real yeah. life, is kind of scared to have sex with people. And, like, he does have a small dick. On the show, he has a small dick because some sort of, like, surgery or some shit. I don't know.
1: But... I mean, that's his name. Little Dicky. That's the, that's the thing. That's always been oh Quarantine. Quarantine. <laughs> I know, uh, I don't know what the fuck is stuck in my throat right now. I don't have a cough. But there's a- <laughs> 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 nah, I'm not pausing it. Fuck, shit. I would like a dick stuck in my throat right now, but um, so I go. do
2: highly recommend Dave if you guys haven't. Seen yeah, it.
1: I think I think. Uh, yeah, you know, Dave is good, which is
0: crazy because I don't usually get into white comedy like that.
1: I think they do a really great job again. <laughs> I think the social. Com- Oh, well, I knew you were joking, but um, the social commentary of that shit, too, is mad good. It's just, like, it's just really well written. It's so, like, for me working in the music industry, like, every single one of those awkward scenarios, like.
0: I like that Gata is getting some shine.
1: I did not. I did not think he was a great actor until the episode, the bipolar episode. The bipolar episode,
0: really. I did like
1: that they brought
2: up that topic or that they touched on it. I'm excited to see where time. that character... I'm excited
1: to see where that character goes. Yeah. I think mean, it's yeah, not going to go
0: much farther than that, but that was a good place for it to go.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I, that was very interesting.
0: You're looking for more depth. I think you're going to be sadly disappointed. But, yeah. but that was solid.
1: I really enjoyed the... Um, I think I like was delighted, actually, at the, the premiere... I think it was the premiere episode, the YG episode, and the studio situation, because that happens so fucking much, oh, but it's like... You would never think to, like, write about that. I don't know. Just, like, the things they they harp on in the show that they, again? like, highlight um, where they set up a feature that he was getting from YG and he went to the studio the whole night and oh. YG was just working on his own right, shit and he right, never, right, right, and right. was too scared to ask. But, like, I've been dicky in so many situations also where I'm too fucking scared to ask the rapper and, like, I just... I just deal with it and nothing gets done. <laughs> it's like such real shit. And it's just so funny. And it's more funny too, because um, I met Dickie when we first moved here. Actually, I met him a couple times, but um, he came to hot once and that was cool. But when we first moved here, um, Mike's manager set up a session with him and Dickie. And so me and Mike went to Dickie's house in. Stop.
2: March- this is so funny. Yeah. Hope- it was March 20. 20- you hope what? You guys should be on an episode. Okay?
1: <laughs> I wish. Do you have um, a cameo? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the next part of the story. So fun fact. No, just kidding. Um, but yeah, we went to his house and he was so fucking <laughs> nice and he's just as like awkward and dorky and funny as he is on the show. And he was even more so. When he came up to Hot 97, he had just brought um dropped that song, the um the shit he did with Fetty Wap years like his breakout song, this drop that money, spend that money, something like yeah. that. Um so he was showing it to Ebro cuz Rosenberg fucked with um fucked with Dicky and he came in the room it was after hours it wasn't even for an interview cuz Ebro was not with the interview <laughs> and um Dicky just came like you know Rosenberg was like "All right, you could just come and like show e- you know get to know Ebro or whatever meet him up so he came after the morning show was done and our interviews were done for the day at like 10 10am 10 and he sat with us for like 30 minutes in the office and like played us the video and Ebro was like I'm going to be honest, man. It's cool, but I mean, I guess. Like, Ebro was not, like, feeling it at all. And Dickie was, like, so awkward, and I was so awkward Aww. about it. Like, Dickie was cool. I mean, he Ebro was not mean. He was very yeah, no, cool I know. about it. But it was just very awkward. So fast forward two years later, and I'm at Dickie's crib, and it was just very funny. I mean, obviously, he had grown exponentially by then, but he is very much the person you see on TV. And he's also just, like, the nicest fucking guy. He, I just want to give him a hug. <laughs> Me too. And he like knew all about the Joe Budden shit, which was hilarious that me and him fell out and he pulled up the video on YouTube of me and Joe in the Hot 97 interview. What's going on with this
0: cough, homie?
1: I told y'all I have something in my throat and it's fucking with me. Oh my God.
0: You got water? (gasps) Drink some water. Yes, I have it.
1: I'm trying. Mm. I don't know what the fuck's happening, but it's very stressful and my eyes are watering.
0: Tune in next week when we get the results from Marissa's COVID test.
1: Melissa got one. Fucking black youngster <laughs> set it up for her, bro.
0: No, I said Marissa, not Melissa.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, but it made me think that I know oh, a that actually got, got oh. a test. Yeah. That is not
0: something you want to do. They stick that Q-tip to forever.
1: She said it wasn't bad. Really? Yeah. I thought they stuck
0: that shit up your... Uh, well.
1: I mean, they do, but she said it was like not the worst thing in the world. I think she well, had to do it to herself, actually. She did a, she like, is like, a, a take-home. Thug. Yeah.
0: Um, I think the self test is different. The self test you don't have to shove the it's just a okay. swabbing. Yeah, got the self test you don't that's have to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she did something where she like got to go through a drive through, she got the test, did the yeah. test on herself and then mailed it in or some shit like that and she got yep. the result.
0: A friend of mine had to get tested and she did she was preparing for the self test, but ended mm-hmm. up getting the swab stuck up her nose. Ooh, uh, which is the painful awesome. one
2: what the
0: hell yeah. she's like, if they, like yeah it. they prepare you for five seconds they stick it up your nose and it's like a slow five seconds so they stick mm. it way up your nose and then she said at three they jiggled the handle so Ooh. they're like yeah yeah so i'm guessing but that's actually basically. like
1: when they pierce your nose because that's a long five seconds also and they also that shit is
0: the longest count ever like that- uh. Yeah, doctor counts are long as fuck. Any clinical Dr. counts. Doctor
1: counts. <laughs> that shit is oh long as Oh my god. Shit. You'll never know this feeling, Maul, but like when they stick that shit up your fucking cervix, when they're giving you a pap smear. The speculum. Tec- Joyce's fingers.
0: Joyce's fingers. Or,
1: tec- or, well, no. This is like a, spe- what is it called? A speculum. Oh, And it hurts like fuck because it like pinches you on the inside, and then they stick a long thing cotton. in between that too yeah, yeah a long cotton swab and they swab your cervix and then they make sh- you know put it under a microscope and see if you have fucking bv or yeast infection there. or you know they test the pap smear and make sure you don't have i don't know what the fuck you test and it's pap cancer i don't know what the fuck that's for um but yeah that sounds just like that that shit is not a good time i like things sure. or when you like that huh
2: are getting a mold for your teeth, and they have to pour that like nasty. I love that down shit. Your, you're fucking crazy, Marissa.
1: I love that feeling of squishiness around my. Teeth.
2: <laughs> I'm like, I'm <gambling, laughs> like, about to grow up.
1: You're a serial killer. This
0: that from shit. the woman who bought a small fortune in peeps. Oh, <laughs> I love the feeling <laughs> of squishiness around my teeth. Is a
1: see. It I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> All right, let's. We have so many topics. I mean, we're going to give them a longer episode because it's. We didn't. We fucked up. But, um.
2: Yes, I love that we've gone an hour and haven't talked about coronavirus at all. And now we can just talk about all of the corona content that's been out.
1: Oh, I was going to move into music, but we could do whatever you want.
2: No, yeah, exactly. All of the lives oh, and get what whatever. You
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Teddy Riley and Babyface, I didn't watch because I thought it was going to go bad again. So.
0: It was glorious. Yeah, The shadiness of Babyface was so worth the price of admission.
1: A free? <laughs>
0: well, you know, also. Uh, but no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no. Ba- Babyface, I mean, which you would expect because Babyface has written countless R&B standards. He's, all of these records about heartbreak and men fucking up and women not acting right. That kind of catalog is going to have some shade in in the holster. And he brought out every single drop of it. He was playing the shit out of Teddy. He's like, Oh, Teddy, how old were they when when you wrote that song for them, huh? How old were they? He's like, Oh, the group was uh, 16 and 18. He's like, That's crazy because you were about three years old when I was fucking your mama and I wrote this song for her in bed and then played some shit. And it was. That was not bad. No, that wasn't said, but it could have been. It was close enough, it was close enough. Um, and it was it was magic. It was pure magic. Uh,
1: French wants to go. So wait,
0: he so better now, not.
1: So does he want to go up against? So French Montana said today that he or yesterday, yes, I don't know what day, that he has more hits than Kendrick Lamar. Was that con- was that conversation sparked? Because I didn't look into it at all. Sparked by a versus conversation.
0: He, it was sparked by him watching versus, yeah. But. Okay.
1: Um, but technically, like, actual on the chart, is it, no. are, they, are they close?
2: No. So, okay. So, what he said was he's not saying that he's a better rapper than Kendrick Lamar, but he right. thinks that he has more hits than yeah. Kendrick. So, I looked it up, and French has zero number one hits. Okay. Kendrick has, this is Billboard, by the way Uh, um Kendrick has two number one hits
0: okay
2: uh French has two songs in the top 10 Kendrick has eight in the top 10 French has 17 charted and Kendrick has 48 charted so then I wanted to see how many monthly Spotify listeners each of them has because I was like all right maybe French is just like he thinks that he has a bigger following like internationally or I don't know so But in terms of Spotify listeners, Kendrick bodies him too. Kendrick has 22 million and French has 15-ish.
1: 15 close to 16.
0: The only one looking forward to that battle was French. (laughs) Everybody else knows better. Everybody else. It wouldn't
1: make sense. Somebody compared it Little Dicky to Immortal Technique. I'm like, honestly, word. Like, they they don't... They're not... It's like apples and oranges. It just wouldn't... Like, I understand French's point. Like... I guess if you would have asked me out of the blue and I put zero thought to it, I would have assumed that French had, like, more club hits. And and I guess that's, like, where he was going with it. But even looking at these numbers, like, Kendrick has shit that will go. Yeah, like, Kendrick shit can go. Like, yeah, nah, I don't think. But did you also include, um, or did those Billboard numbers, rather, include hits that French was featured on?
2: Yes, it was all featured. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. everything that he's done.
1: Got uh, it. So then he's a dub. And one of
2: those is like, and one of those is like loyal Chris Brown,
1: like you mm-hmm. know. Oh yeah, and the other ones are, I'm, I'm assuming pop that. Yeah. Pop then, that. What else does he fucking have? That's not nice. He but, doesn't. No, but I mean
0: it's honest though. Like
1: he, the um the Swaley song, the Swaley song. Yes. Uh, that was unforgettable. That, that
0: yes. one was like
2: a number one.
0: That was like, Calvin.
2: But it wasn't. But it wasn't. Like he had. He doesn't have um, a number one hit. It was he had all
1: the, the he had all, all the, the way makings. Out. He was looking to make um, it was a, it should have been the Post Malone Cardi B song that he did. Like it had all the makings of being a number one, but it, I guess it just felt way too contrived and no one fucked with it at all. <laughs> and it, it flopped. But it had the sounds of a big record. I think he just he he didn't get it at all. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like French is in a weird pocket because he hasn't been doing good at all. So I
2: felt like... Cause I, cause I think young thug came in kind of Kendrick's like defense. defense. I don't know he needed to come in
1: defense. He was very annoyed by that. And online, he also said that Meek Mill had previously beat French Montana up. He was so angry at French. He said all of this in a rant, all sparked by French saying he has more hits than Kendrick. I don't know why Thug took it so personal that he did this, but he went on a rant and said that French has been beat up by Meek Mill and there's footage and also that waka flaka beat up french montana while the pair while they toured together i find that hard to believe because i've been around french and waka a lot and they were really tight but i also noticed they're not tight anymore and so that definitely could have happened i'm assuming maybe it did um but yeah so then thug you know took his stance so joyce take it away Uh,
2: So, yeah, he so then I wanted to see, you know, Young Thug's numbers and he actually
1: has a number one hit. And, you know, what What song? um, Oh, the Camila Cabello song. Cabello. Camila Cabello. Yeah. There you
2: go. Um, So then I was thinking, like, who could actually go like, you know, toe in toe with French Montana? I feel like a likely person could kind of be like Ty Dolla $ign.
1: Ty in French, let's see. Yeah. Ty has two number ones. What is Work From Home. What's the other one? You don't know. Um, uh, 9 top 10, 35 songs charted. 20 Oh, go ahead. Thai. Zala Sign, you got more monthly Spotify listeners than Kendrick Lamar. And the one was Psycho with Post Malone. Ah, that was the other one. Okay, yeah. And, and the first one was Work From Home. Um wow, Zala Sign? No, who no. Fuck French Montana, bro. We gotta put Ty Dolla Sign up against somebody that that he got a lot of hits.
2: He do. That's why I was trying to think, like off the top of my head, that was like the first person, and then I put the two together, and I was like, damn, Ty would body him.
1: Who would you want to see Ty against, Jamal, if anyone? Uh, like who could be like who would fit in his pocket?
0: That's know. tough because Ty has never. I mean, Ty has obviously been at the helm of his own shit, but he's been. He's played party to so many hits, right? That it's tough to kind of gauge who would who'd be a strong match for him. But he could absolutely go toe to toe with plenty of motherfuckers.
1: Plenty, but like I'm trying to people think,
0: people. who's who's a good second like,
1: Mike? Yeah, I'm. I'm really trying to like. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Nate Dog. That would have been fire. Yeah. That would have been nah, nah,
0: though, yeah. nah That would have been uneven as fuck. Nate Dog would have got Ty Dolla Sign right. out of it. Yeah. Immediately. Um, no disrespect to Ty Dolla Sign at all, but like that's
1: nah. But it's just two different. Nate Dogg what's has Ty gonna play
0: against? Regulate, right? What's, you know what what's I'm he saying? gonna play against? Ain't no fun.
1: It has to be like currently. Shit. Even fuck. Oh man. Even area codes. That was a fucking.
0: Yeah. That what was, you gonna do when like, Nate deleting. Dogg <laughs> on IG live with the good bandana? Ah, God, hose. You get like Ty's time, a quality okay. artist, but he's got nothing to come back with from that. With.
1: Um, uh, who was who was yeah. the hook guy before Ty was the hook guy? Chris Brown and Ty Sign. Am I buddy? No, yeah. no. Chris Not Brown just, just, clean, yeah, clean no. Ty
0: up. Actually, yeah. yeah, no, Chris Brown would clean tie up.
1: Trey Songs uh, and Ty Dolla Sign.
0: Trey Songs wasn't the hook guy like
1: that. Mm, he wasn't. He wasn't.
0: He had a, he had a couple, but
1: he'd, he'd yeah. sit alone. Yeah. Yeah, he was like he was Jim Jones hook guy in the what beginning. What about Jeremiah? Life. Jeremiah.
0: Nah. Uh, nah, Ty would, Ty would quietly clean Jeremiah up.
1: It could, it could, he would definitely- Jeremiah would hang
0: around. He would stick around. Yeah,
1: like it could, it could offer a show and it, it makes sense in the, in the, in the pocket of they have a project together.
2: Oh, so, that's true. My tie.
1: Yeah. But like, I, I wouldn't want to see it. I don't give a fuck about Jeremiah and I don't think Me that neither. he's uh he's yeah, a performer. Like, what about Kid Ink? Yeah, a showman. Yeah. He wouldn't be a good show. No, Kid Ink is- more boring than a fucking pet rock but he does have good hits so but I wouldn't want to watch that I don't think because Kid Ink has like generic hits you know like no one like nothing no are not sitting there yeah we're not sitting here like talking about how much of a banger like a Kid Ink song is at any point they're just good songs but they're not they're not it's not they're not good because of Kid Ink yeah, they're just mm-hmm. catchy. <laughs>
0: I'm over here trying to think about what a Kidding song is.
1: And they it all says, sounds insane. like a Chris. Yeah, they do. Song, I not like, like, be able to assigned, What about Ty and Tiger? Yes, that, that would I, actually
0: be yes, yes.
1: Yeah, like a,
0: Ty tiger? Ooh,
1: yeah. a then, tie? like a Ty Tyga. Yeah, and then Dollar Sign. <laughs> There's so many things you could do there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my final vote would. Be be yeah, yeah. that because Ty, Tyga Tyga has that funny, low key yeah. like Tyga has a ton of hits and so does Ty and he's featured yeah. on a lot of shit too and that can be easily facilitated by AE because Tyga's his best friend and he is well he doesn't do anything with Ty Dallas but he got Ty Dallas for Dave East's record so he does that wow I should hit him
0: set it up set up your own versus battle
2: Hopefully
1: it won't be a tie,
2: <laughs> but
1: sure. that's what I was thinking too. And I couldn't figure out how to make that joke. Thank you. There we go. That works out. I would actually love to see, and I tweeted about this, um, Cameron versus 50 cent to do a 50 cent versus. G. I mean, I'm sorry, a Dipset versus G unit. How do you feel about that? And, and why? I don't know how, how, I don't know how to interpret your sigh. Uh,
0: I'm trying to think, uh, man, uh, G unit versus. Oof, goodness.
1: I mean, I feel like it could get really, really good.
0: It, it would be, it would be, but that's and I. Mm.
1: I can also see it going ugly, though. It'd dude.
0: be, it'd be. Would you say?
1: I can also see it like getting ugly with the shit talking, but maybe like in a nice way, though. Hey,
0: the shit talking would get ugly. I just, I, I mean, yes, Dipset would win that, though.
1: Absolutely, I would just enjoy as a spectator watching it happen. just the music, honestly. Yeah. Valid. You know, yeah. I think I think Cameron and 50 Cent are amazing showmen. I think they would put on a hell of a fucking show. They're funny. They're petty. I think their shit-talking would be pretty lit. Um, I still
0: kind of... I mean, so they put it out there, and I realize it was a joke, but I kind of want the Ja Rule 50 thing to happen.
1: I would love it to happen, but I don't think it ever could because Ja stands to gain it, everything from that, and 50 would only lose... I don't know. I mean,
0: I I don't think 50 would lose necessarily. I think Ja wouldn't find a way to keep his feelings separate. And Ja would like, so Ja would just toss it because like as soon as they get into a groove and 50 just does something even slightly sideways, Ja gonna play clap back and completely throw everything off. Like it's just gonna ruin it. He's gonna play some like bullshit
1: fucking yeah i just feel like there's too much negative energy there that's it's just not gonna i don't know and then yeah clapback was like the worst song ever and i don't know i just i don't know i don't see it half i don't i don't see 50 ever agreeing to that
0: no neither one of them would neither one well no No, john
1: rule wants to he's doing interviews about the shit
0: (laughs) never mind
1: and I had to I had to write a, a tweet today about not for myself I had to write about um the article was uh Ja Rule thinks Fifty Cent um what did he say he thinks that they can't do the battle without it getting ugly like no fucking shit Ja Rule of course it's gonna get ugly <laughs> but like yeah I just I think that like it would be an amazing show because it actually would be toe to toe and but I don't know I feel like fifty there's like if he loses it would, like, fuck his shit up, no? Like,
0: wouldn't it be no, an awesome? it wouldn't fuck anything up. There would, you don't no, think like, so? There'd be no net loss for this.
1: But Ja would, like, be, like, super on top if he won, though. It'd be, like, a huge...
0: Yeah, there there would be some element of vindication for Ja. Yeah. Just because, yeah. like, look, my records stand up, but there's, there's no real... There's no I would real. like
1: to see that for him. I would like to see it where the tides finally turn back in his favor because... He doesn't get the respect that he deserves for the hit ma- being the hitmaker that he is, honestly. And I would love to see him win the battle and then garner that respect back that he deserves. But I, I don't foresee this battle ever being a real thing, you know. Was this beef before your time, Joyce?
2: Very much so. Oh,
0: it absolutely, absolutely wow. was.
2: Reminder: I'm
1: twelve yeah wow. but actually 23 then (laughs) then also the beef that i wrote on this thing that you probably didn't even know was an actual beef was that jim jones and french montana just made up and that is fucking huge for new york rap and you probably didn't even know that they didn't talk to each other did you Joyce? (laughs) i had not a clue see (laughs) (laughs) yeah they have been beefing for here where's the history okay so in 2005, Jim Jones signed Max B to Bird Gang, and or maybe even before that. And um, so Max B was Jim Jones' artist, and then Max and Jim fell out probably like 07, I want to say. And... In that time, Max and French got cool and they started a whole, like, duo, like, and they would do Cocaine City DVDs and, Co- was it Coke Wave? I'm sorry, Coke Wave. They had, like, their own, own little thing going and they used to, like, okay. so because, and I don't know for sure, but I think so. I think because of their friendship and stuff and because there was already beef with Jim on Max's end, like, it was just straight beef between French and Jim and Max. And then... um. Honestly a lot of people forget this but French Montana used to be the king fucking troll like he was like a baby st- French
0: I don't on World Star was a fucking master class. all
1: the time all the time him and Max used to be like his Yo, shit French said, was French a clown fucked
0: with niggas until niggas had to fuck with him like yes, when they French. weren't taking his music shit seriously like French would French would just troll and do all that other shit he would do all of the shit that's
1: French was the blueprint for 6ix9ine, like, really. And, like, oh, he was yeah. not nowhere near as obnoxious as 6 9 was at all. But him and Max used to definitely fuck with um, Jim Heavy and just do hella shit. And honestly, shout out to French Montana, too, because, you know, I think now he's just such a, like, popular rapper that just gets money and, like, does, you know, generic hits that, like, no one really gives them the respect that they don't know. But really... French got his fucking start, and this is to piggyback off of what Maul was saying, he got his fucking start doing DVDs. Like, that man's been a rapper forever. And I think also because he talks like he's fucking, like, stupid, but because he got shot in the head, by the way. Um, but I think people really don't realize how much of a fucking hustler the man is. But he fucking wanted to be a rapper himself, wasn't getting put on, like Maul said. And so instead, the fucking genius, French really is a fucking genius, that he is... In that era when street DVDs were fucking popping, he made his own street DVD. Literally used to hustle it. Like he would drive down in his fucking Escalade um, from New York to Atlanta with a trunk full of fucking DVDs and just fucking move them shits like dope out in Atlanta. And um, he put himself on every fucking DVD, a segment of him. Rapping and shit like that, but other than that, he would fucking be there himself interviewing with the camera person. Like he wouldn't hold the camera, but he'd be right next to him interviewing people. Like French was in the trenches, like multiple. It was Cocaine City DVD. Got like he, put out like, he really promoted. like. French really was the fucking hustler with a plan and he fucking put that shit all together. But to go back to what I was saying, he definitely used to be the ultimate fucking troll and the whole, well, I guess he wouldn't even know the whole, like, she touched it in Miami. I mean, that was a Max B song, but, like, they piggybacked off all of that and that song was um, about uh, Max alleging that he fucked Jim Jones' wife in Miami or girl, Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, there's, like, a long, like, nasty history there. So that was... 09, where French was really trolling Jim a lot in that era. So at the same time, that's when French was starting to become a big st- not a big star, that's okay. 0809 was when French was starting to get popping in New York and that's yeah, the time that I alright. came on. Yeah, I came on as well at that time, so I've known for I knew French. I met him in 08. I know I've known Max since 05, I would say. But so I met French in 08 um through Max. Max introduced us and so I started working with French and So that era was like, you know, he got a bunch of shows in like Connecticut because for whatever reason, Connecticut loves New York rappers, I guess because they're right there. Um, So he was like kind of doing that little circuit, but he wasn't like mainstream yet. He was just underground. And so Flex was not even on him yet, but because Dipset and Funkmaster Flex have such a tight relationship, Flex wasn't really fucking with French like that either, and so it became this whole thing back then that French would always say he was being blackballed by Jim Jones, and he really was, kind of, and so it was, like, a really huge thing in the industry, and it was really kind of difficult for French navigating through New York, but then he pushed back, like, he broke out of that whole New York rapper mold and kind of went into a whole different stratosphere where Jim Jones blackballing him obviously didn't matter anymore, but... That is the history of them and that beef was never settled, never discussed, never anything. And the, they did um, Instagram Live the other day and it was honestly just a really dope moment for like New York rap and just rap in general. But um, I did read somewhere that they've actually – like they said um, in, in interviews like pr- earlier this year or last year that they actually had already reconciled. But this was the first public display. Public event. acknowledgement of it.
0: Dope. You? Dope.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that was a very very cool moment, and um, it's obviously always good to see people put in shit that stops you from getting bags behind you. Is there a stain on that dipset pillow? Because I'm gonna be. Back this. Hmm. But yeah, so um, yeah. All right, I feel like on that note, we've covered most. Do we want to add anything else in our little list? No.
2: Nope. Sweet. I, yeah, I mean. <laughs> About oh. to do what? I said I said I'm about to get really high and finish my creativity journal.
1: And I'm gonna get really high and I don't know, do nothing but like it. I'm gonna take a shower. Ooh, that sounds really fun. Marcia,
0: yeah, you said yeah. you were gonna
2: do shrooms. Wait, I wish you had this book to do shrooms.
1: Um I have a coloring book and Where's Waldo and I Spy, so that's probably what's gonna happen.
2: Nice, nice. I just recently got this creativity journal that has like hella prompts in it that are so fun that I'm really excited for. One of these, I just flipped to a random page and it's like, craving something good? Draw your favorite food. Hell yeah. I'm going to draw the fuck out of my favorite food.
1: I'm going to draw a cupcake on that page because that's the only thing I can really draw. And cherries, but I don't like cherries at all. So I'm just going to draw a cupcake. <laughs> um, oh, also I did, I did want to tell my little story of my car getting broken into because I left it unlocked because I'm a dick. And I don't know. Yeah, but it's so funny because it's the second time my car has gotten, well, that's not funny at all. The second time my car has gotten broken into and they took the same things both times. The first time it got broken into was actually outside of an MGK show in DC on my birthday. And I was pissed as fuck, 2014. They broke a window because my dumb ass friend left her car keys on my car seat. So those assholes probably thought it was the keys to that car. And they went in. Um, So, yeah, that time they only took my, obviously, yeah, my USB cord. And what car was I driving at that era? That was my Mercury Milan. And I had, I wear glasses sometimes to drive at night. Uh, And so I always keep them in the middle console because I don't really wear them ever. And they're usually bent because I never wear them. So they took my pair of glasses that time. They were Dolce and Gabbana oh, the frames, but, glasses off. right? I guess because of the D and G frames, but seriously, they weren't worth jack shit. Then this go around, um, my frames were even less worth jack shit. They were like the complimentary pair <laughs> that you get on your first eye French exam. Frames, if you need glasses. Yeah, yes, uh-huh. bro. So these people, so I got, I sat in my car the other day, and I'm and like the um the sunglass part was down, and I was like, oh damn. What the hell? And then I realized the glove compartment shit was open. I'm like, what? And then my middle console, I'm like, oh, I got robbed. Nice. Um, but literally, I'm one of those like super, super, super minimal people in my car. So like I have literally nothing in my car. In my trunk, I only keep a beach chair and nothing else. So they only got my USB cord and my ten- my free glasses. So that worked out.
0: Shout out to people who still break into cars.
1: Yeah, like what the fuck is that? Like you guys are. I don't know if it's like a homeless person, because I know every morning around 5 a.m. or so, because I hear it if I'm ever up, um, a homeless person comes in our garbage can. But I don't.
0: I'm sorry, what? What?
1: A homeless person goes and raids through, like, the- Goes in can.
0: your garbage can. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What did you think I said? You said a homeless person comes in your garbage can every morning. <laughs> oh, like,
1: sorry. Yeah, that's awkward. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know if it was that or if it's just, like, dickhead kids around here. Because, like, it's a really nice area, so I don't know. But they were also nice. They didn't take, like, my Ty Dolla sign air freshener, so I was really happy about that. And then I mean, you did leave commodity. the car
0: open- so yeah, they didn't exactly. Really break in so much as they were exactly. like, oh, exactly. So
1: like, for one second, charger. I felt like, huh? They just saw them. like, free phone charger. Yeah, like for one second, I felt scared and violated. And then I was like, well, I literally left the door open. They weren't like the worst thieves of the world. Like they left my garage remote. They didn't try to get in there. Like you know,
0: did so, they lock the door back when they were no, done?
1: I don't even know how to do that from the inside.
0: Oh, cause you okay, okay. Yeah. So.
1: Because they don't, I don't think new cars have those, do they?
0: Oh, that's right. You just no, so it wouldn't it probably? It's just it's purely by the key yeah. fob.
1: Yeah.
0: So wait, it doesn't automatically lock then?
1: No, I haven't set that up. Like you can't, oh. you can have it where or you or close the door and automatically lock.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: My, Say it again. I can't, my, what choice? Maybe she didn't have all the doors fully closed. Because usually, no, lo- I,
1: I didn't lock it. No, I have it off when I close my doors. It doesn't automatically lock. Oh, shit. Or, like, I didn't press the button or anything, you know? Just open. So, yeah. But, ironically, remember, Joyce, or all of you, when I went um, to that psychic last month, I know I didn't talk much about it because it was really, like, personal stuff, but, like, remember that I went? She actually said, because my grandmother came through, um, my grandmother had told her to tell me to get new glasses, and that was just actually very, is is ironic the word? Coincidence.
0: Is ironic the word? Coincidental.
1: Yeah, coincidental that like I mean, and I was I wasn't even wearing those anyway because I bent them. So it was kind of just like I felt like it was just my grandma reminding me like as soon as this shit is over, get glasses, bitch. So yeah. Alrighty. So yeah that was just a uh, silver <laughs> lining if I'm going to get broken into it I would like it to be that way because that was the nicest way so email us at meiapodcast at gmail.com if you want to holla at us or at Marissa Explains on Instagram and Twitter you can listen to us on SoundCloud iTunes and Dash's talk station on Tuesday nights at 10pm and we will holla at y'all next week bye guys bye bye